0: listening to Keep the Main Thing, the Main Thing podcast. To learn more, visit thepineschurch.com. Welcome everyone to the Pines Church online experience. My name is Matt Joya. I am the lead pastor here at the Pines and we are honored that you have carved out 20, 30 minutes and change to study God's word with us. For those that you're that are joining for the very first time. We are in the middle of a series titled Emmanuel, God With Us. And so if you want to check out some of those previous messages, you can go and find that on our website, on uh, any podcast streaming platform. They're all there. But I wanted to start out, obviously, this is the Christmas season, and it is the most wonderful time of the year. But that's not because of... um, what's happening necessarily, but what happened. And it's not even who's with us, but more importantly, who is for us. However, if you look around, you really have to have um, spiritual eyes to see because there is an antichrist spirit, there's a Grinch spirit that tries to rob us Of this season tries to blind us out, a darkness that tries to snuff out um, the light. Have you ever noticed how easily offended people can get at Christmas? It's actually quite alarming. Um, We can no longer, you know, people no longer just say Christmas tree, they might say holiday tree, or they can't say Merry Christmas, they say Happy Holidays. You know, you can say Happy Halloween. Um, you can say Happy Easter or Happy Valentine's Day. You can even say May the Fourth be with you. Happy birthday, but you can't say Merry Christmas, and that's because um, th- that's because what the Antichrist spirit is trying to do is take is trying to take Christ out of Christmas, trying to take Christ out of this world. You know, you even see the abbreviation Xmas. Have you ever seen that? Like I've always wondered, like that somebody didn't have the time to write Christ. What do they do with that extra you know, time that they only have to write down four letters? No, there's, a, there's an assault um, to take Christ out of Christmas. But the interesting thing is, even if you throw an X in front of Miss and you think that you're taking out Christ, I did a little digging. In the Greek, which is the language of the New Testament, the word, the letter X, the chi, actually is the the word Christos, which is Christ. So even when you throw that X in there, you are proclaiming that Christ is the reason for the season. So cancel culture is nothing new. Herod tried to cancel out the birth of Jesus by killing all the 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 newborn baby boys, but he could not do it. You cannot cancel Jesus. And so the Bible warns us, even way back in the beginning, that there is this antichrist spirit, that there is this darkness, this gross darkness, that makes an attempt to cover our eyes. And so that's where we're actually going to pick up, because it promises that this darkness, even though it's coming against us, it cannot overcome the light. And so I'm gonna be reading out of 1 John today, or rather, John um, and John 1, 1 through 14. And so I'm gonna go ahead and read this with you. If you have a Bible, we're gonna throw it up on the screen, I believe. But I just want you to, I want you to hear this with fresh ears, okay? Because you know. With our natural eyes, we may not see that there's an antagonistic antichrist spirit that's trying to take Christ out of Christmas or trying to take Christ out of the world. We may not see this darkness. And so that's why Jesus encourages us to ask for eyes to see and ears to hear. And so in John, it says this In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. I want you to remember that, was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. There's that antichrist spirit that I was talking about. It's here, but it cannot overcome the light. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Speaking of John the Baptist, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light, okay, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming Into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, who gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. I want to hone in on that. The word became flesh. Speaking of Jesus, the word did not become a religious system. The world, world did not become a theological doctrine. The word did not become a political ideology. The world became, or the word rather became flesh. God incarnate through the life of Jesus who desires relationship with us. Christmas is a celebration of who God is. In the beginning was the Word. If I give you my Word, I am making a promise to you. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John is reminding us that Jesus was present at creation, He isn't merely a man but he but he's god incarnate who had a humble birth inside of a manger inside of a stable jesus was and always will be the son of god and there are th- there are two things there are many things that stand out in this text it's it's not your traditional Christmas text. I'm not, I'm not sharing about Mary and Joseph and the wise men, frankincense and myrrh, which when I was a little kid, I always said it said Frankenstein, which I thought was such a weird thing to bring baby Jesus. Why would they need Frankenstein? I had, I had some messed up theology, okay? And I had to work through that as I became older. But we're gonna be talking about that next week. But this is, this is, this is uh, Jesus's story. But I wanna highlight two things. One, God promised himself to us. God said to Abraham, if I don't do what I say I will do, then I am not God. He exalted his word above his name. If we know God's word, then we know God because he does what he says he is going to do. And so just like he promised us, his word and he delivered on that promise you can stand firmly in faith knowing and being expectant to see the promises of God manifest in your life the same way he sent his son to us secondly god god came to us and is With us, the Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Emmanuel, that Isaiah prophesied about, literally breaks down to God with us. I've shared this before, but the greatest present that God gave through Jesus was being with us. His presence, so the greatest present that we can give is our presence because that's the gift that God gave us. Jesus tore the veil. We didn't have to sacrifice any animals. We didn't have to approach a priest. We have direct access to do life alongside and with the creator of the, of the heavens and earth. You know, reading this in this humble beginning, I, I came across this quote from C.S. Lewis. In our world, a stable once held something inside it that was bigger than our world. And so, although he stripped himself of his divine privilege as the Son of God, he walked this earth as the Son of Man and the Son of God. The Bible goes on to say that the entrance, in Psalm one nineteen one thirty 130, that the entrance of his word brings light. So, Jesus is the light of the world. When his word entered the world, it brought light. God spoke the world into existence, brought light. And Jesus coming into our life exposes those things. Some things that we need to get out and some things that he equipped us with so that we can run this race. You know, some of you, are in a fog. This is a difficult season. It's a painful reminder of broken relationships, of of loss and maybe things that you suffered. You can't see a way through to bridge that relationship or you can't see the next step to materialize with your career or with your marriage. Regardless of what it is, I'm here to tell you that Jesus brings light. The entrance of his word brings light into your life so that you can see the steps you are supposed to take in regards to any and every situation. John 8, 8, 12 says this, I am the light of the world, Jesus. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus gives us the light of life, so that we can walk according to the path that He has laid before each and every single one of us. One of the greatest gifts that He gave us is found in Psalm 139, 16, when He said that every moment of our life was recorded before a single day pass. He wrote out your destiny and your calling, and he promises that if we give our lives, surrender our lives to the Lordship of Jesus, and he becomes our Savior and our Lord, that he will light up the path to that destiny and calling. There is no reason for any of us to walk in the fog, to walk in the darkness, when God promised us the light. And not only did he promise, he delivered on that promise. You see, I believe the Bible holds two profound, it holds many uh, questions for us, but it holds two profound questions that I wanna pose to you as we enter into this Christmas season. It's so easy to get distracted with all of the different festivities and traditions and, and requirements that come along with it, and I'm not here to knock any of them. I love, I love all of it, okay? I love the figgy pudding, although I've never had it. Uh, I love all the things that come with Christmas. It's a great time. But we can't miss the reason for the season. And I'm reminded in the very beginning of the Bible, in the creation story, God created Adam and Eve. And they're in the garden. And he says, you can eat of any tree but just not of this one. And the, the serpent came and it deceived Eve and Adam and Eve ate of the tree and their eyes were open and they hid. And God comes back, God comes to the garden And he asked this question. He says, where are you? And I ask that to some of you today. Where are you? Where are you in your walk with the Lord? Where are you in your walk in this life? Are you in the darkness? Are you riddled with fear, anxiety, and depression? Do you not know the next step to take? Are you dreading this season because of the painful reminder of wounds and hurts and offenses from the past? God would ask you, I believe, where are you? Secondly, Jesus was walking with his disciples. Now, keep in mind when he asks this question, he's done a lot of ministry alongside them, okay? Yeah, he retreated here and there to spend time with his father, but he was doing life with the disciples. And he asks this this question, who do you say that I am? So in other words, yeah, I've been with you. Yeah, we've you know, we've we've woke up and and we've gone in the and, and gone to sleep in all the same area and we've gone to these different towns. We've done a lot of life together, but who who do you say that I am? You know, we most of us know if we live in America that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. But it's far more than that. Is He your Lord? Is He truly the Son of God? Have you received Him as that? Are you living in that reality or is that just something you kind of know and have heard of? These are important questions. See, what will you do with Jesus, the light of the world, this season? Will you stay in the darkness and continue to hide? Or will you turn from yourself and step into the light of Christ? I want to give you the opportunity today to accept and to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've gone to church your whole life, but you just feel, you sense inside of your spirit. That's the Holy Spirit's conviction. It's not condemnation. That doesn't come from God. It's a conviction that there's more. It's this gentle tugging of the Holy Spirit saying, man, you've missed it. It's time to come out from behind the trees, come out from the darkness and step into the light. I want to do life alongside you. I want to enrich your life. I want to show you how much I love and care for you. I want to show you the life that I penned before you ever drew a breath on this planet but you gotta take a step towards me. James 4.8 says, if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. So i want to give you that opportunity today, whether you're listening, whether you're watching, to invite Jesus Christ to become the Lord and Savior of your life. Now, Savior is a word we hear a lot around at Christmas. We even sing, but what does Lord mean? Lord means that we give him supreme ownership. It means that we no longer make decisions based off of our own intellect and reasoning, but we study God's word, and through God's word, it brings the light to see this world, to give us the eyes and the ears to see and hear the way that God sees and hears it. And so I wanna give you that opportunity today, and so I want you to repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I repent of my sin. I acknowledge it, and I repent. I turn away. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Lord, I commit to studying your word and by faith living it out. I give you permission to expose relationships and things in my life that would deter me and try to drag me away from the calling and the destiny that you've placed on my life. And Father, I rely upon you for your grace and your wisdom to run this race in such a way that I win the prize. Now I wanna pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, you've seen the sincerity of their heart. I pray that you would flood them in their car, in their kitchen, in their living room, wherever they are, with your love. That they would be able to feel the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit and how much you love and care for them and that no one would ever be able to talk them out of this experience and knowing that they are a new creation now in Christ Jesus. Praise God for the changeless and constant light of Jesus. No matter how cold, how dark of a situation you find yourself in, it can always be brought back to life with Jesus as the love of God shines broad in your heart. The life and light went out in Adam's race when he sinned in the garden as we share, but Jesus is the light of the world. And when we make Jesus the Lord and Savior of our life, he enters this space and we begin to live the enriched life that he planned for us. And so be a light. Share the good news. Remind yourself of who you are in Christ. I hope that you got something out of this. I just just encourage you to share that. Not everybody knows the real reason for Christmas. And be a light to your world, your sphere of influence, and share the love of Christ with your unbelieving friends, with your most antagonistic and atheist friends, with your unbelieving, and we don't see the world eye-to-eye politically, uh, family members, and just love them. remember, people, ran to Jesus. Prostitutes, mafia, kids, they wouldn't have ran to him if he was weird, but Jesus loved on them. He didn't condone their sin, okay? He called sin what it was, but he loved people. And there's so much that we can learn from that. And so be a light this Christmas and point people to Jesus. Till next time, Godspeed. Thank you so much for listening to Keep The Main Thing, The Main Thing, a sermon resource provided by The Pines Church in Bangor, Maine. We'd love to hear from you. So leave us a review on this podcast. If you have any questions, visit thepineschurch.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.